0: Hello and welcome to Libraryland Loves. I am Michelle Arbuckle, Director of Education and Member Engagement at OLA. Libraryland Loves is produced bi-monthly. Please don't forget to subscribe to Apple Podcasts or Google Play or wherever you are getting your podcasts. So we're very sorry we've been away for a little while. We've had some resourcing issues here at OLA and some changing of staff and um, we are kind of working out the kinks, but we're back. And uh, along with coming back, uh, there is a loss. I am uh, stepping away from OLA for a little while. I know. Everyone weep silently in your ear pods. Um, I am leaving OLA for 18 months on a leave um, to go and explore a position at Ryerson University Library, which I am very excited about. Um, And something else that I am very excited about is handing the reins over to Emily Burns.
1: Uh,
0: Emily will be taking on the role of the manager, uh, education and conference. So she will be the lead for the super conference and um, handling all of the other education outreach events that we do here at OLA. So we are very excited to have her join. She'll be joining at the end of March and staying with OLA for the next 18 months. And Emily, you're coming from Oakville Public Library. Do you want to tell us a little bit about
1: where you're coming from and your background? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm coming from Oakville Public Library. Um, I have a background in digital collections as well as branch services. And I am just so thrilled to be able to be here. And you are irreplaceable, but I'm really excited to try to fill your shoes as best I can. Um, i excited. You're going to do great. Thank you.
0: And Emily has in the past been the Super Conference volunteer coordinator for two years. She was the Super Conference co chair for two years. And this year came back to pitch hit because our co chair had a baby that needed minding. And so
1: you came and helped out with that and so and you were great. And I know you're gonna be great. I love being at the conference, love being here. So yeah. Very good. So today, because this is a very
0: timely topic and it seems (laughs) like everyone in library land right now, there must be something in the stars because everyone is shifting around and um, going to new roles and finding new things to do and um, libraries are coming up with new positions, which is very exciting. But the question always comes up, I'm always thinking of anyway, how do you bring someone new into an organization? And that process is called onboarding. And um, So today we're gonna talk a little bit about how we onboard and some effective practices um, to onboard into your organization or maybe things you've come across that have made onboarding successful. So we took to Twitter this morning and a number of people gave us some really great suggestions. And so today we're gonna talk about our top tips on how to onboard a new human onto your staff. If you're onboarding an animal of any kind, come up with your own list, <laughs> but we're talking about humans today. <laughs> so shall we start? Did we rank
1: this list? I don't think it's particularly ranked. No, no.
0: it's just a, a numerical list. Yeah, All right. yeah, so
1: yeah. you want to take the honors, number one? Sure. So the first the first one here really is is having to do with staff. Um, and it has to do with a couple of different things. But the first is really the idea of who does what in an organization and when you're walking in the first day having a sense of who you go to who is in charge of what who are you going to um and so for some people they suggested having an organizational chart ready um there was one tweet that we received earlier that literally this person has a photo and the name of every person in the office up on the wall which is amazing i love a visual prompt like that especially Mm -hmm. if you have a really intense there's only 12
0: Fourteen staff here at OLA, but yeah. if you've got a really big group, that would be so helpful.
1: Absolutely, um, and the other idea that we heard about today also was having a set of expertise that people have and keywords. So if you're working in a big organization and you're wondering who you go to about this particular thing, being able to search for that and find yeah. who you're going to right away will be really helpful in those yeah, first few weeks. For sure. One of the things that I am pulling
0: together for you, Emily, is a list of like, for example, all of the committees at OLA, mm-hmm. so so that you know. Who is the staff lead for this? Who is the chair of this? How do I get in touch with them? Do they use email? Do they use Basecamp? Mm-hmm. Do they use Slack? All those little things of not just who they are, but how do they communicate and where can I find related documentation around them and that kind of thing. Exactly. Um, one organization that I'll mention that um, I think did a really interesting thing with staff, and this leads into the next point, but uh, I was at the Shopify offices um, in the summertime, I think, and they have a station. When there's a new hire coming in, um, they ask staff to fill out a little note card, like a mm-hmm. little postcard, and. To say a little bit about themselves so like something funny or just you know something that can personalize who the people will be working with Mm -hmm. and they send that pile of note cards to that person before they even start at the office so they get a sense of kind of who are the people on their team and what are their personalities And I like that idea of just kind of making it less stuffy and giving people some sense of personality before they come in the door
1: that's delightful Mm -hmm. Okay, so the second one um, also has to do with people, but this has to do with meeting people. So doing um, walk arounds, introducing or reintroducing. I think that you know I've been coming to the OLA office um, for like five or six years now, but there are still people here that I don't necessarily know all that well. Mm -hmm. So the idea of reintroducing will really just shape up that first week at work. Um, And also setting up key meetings with people for the person that you're onboarding so that they don't have to do that reaching out themselves. in that first couple of weeks so mm-hmm. that they feel settled in knowing that they've spoken to everybody that they need to. Yeah.
0: yeah. I liked that there was one tweet about, um, you know, introducing the person to as many people as possible, like no matter the, mm-hmm. the level to all areas of the staff and the management, which when I first read it, I was like, oh God, that's so overwhelming. Like, <laughs> I would be exhausted <laughs> yeah. at the end of that process.
1: Mm-hmm. But I
0: like the idea of making the rounds and maybe if it's a really big place, maybe contextualizing it, like doing certain divisions on certain days mm-hmm. or because, you know, and this is maybe part of the reintroduction after at the end of it one day, if you did it all in one day, mm-hmm. there's no way you could have that context in your mind day yeah. after day but I think that's also part of your own when you're starting at a new place is kind of keeping notes like person with red hair mm-hmm. <laughs> you give yourself some triggers some prompts mm-hmm. of of who you've met and maybe why you want to follow up with them and Jillian Byrne gave me a great um uh, idea recently which was whenever you're in a meeting or anywhere your first few weeks months however long whenever someone says an acronym which is going to happen like it already happened mm-hmm. how many times today probably mm-hmm. four times yeah yeah yep. um <laughs> write down the acronym and just follow up later exactly know, there's so many that fly
1: around exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Cool. it's true okay and the third one um also has to do with people and that has to do with buddying somebody up. So if you have somebody who's coming in new to the office, give them a go-to person to go to, um, somebody that they can partner with who has experience so that they're not wondering who to go to with their questions. They can go to one person and then that person can redirect them. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah and I think something we've done here at OLA is we try to partner people or buddy people up, even though there's so few of us, with someone who is kind of at the same I, to say at the same level sounds terrible but you know what i mean like mm-hmm. we wouldn't partner them up with their manager for right. example you partner yeah. them up with someone kind of within proximity yeah. so that they can just you know where's a good place for lunch or just mm-hmm. a, a, any innocuous question that they come up with they don't have to go to someone kind of yeah. up the chain with yeah. but just you know for conversation and as a point of reference yeah yeah That's absolutely a good
1: idea. So the next set of recommendations that we got earlier today when we were taking to Twitter really has to do with documentation. So um, having lists of tasks, having lists of resources, background knowledge, having a lot of information readily available for the person who's coming in to their new position. Um, One of the tweets that we received today from Zach said that he's working on a document for somebody replacing him in the coming weeks that's called, What I Wish I Knew When I Started. Mm -hmm. And that is like, that's an incredible idea just because why Mm -hmm. make somebody go through the pains of figuring that out over the first few weeks they're in a job when you could easily lay it out for them? Yeah. I mean, I can imagine like that would, I I would find that hard only because
0: (laughs) I've been here for eight years. Exactly. So I can't remember that far. I was a baby eight years. Yeah, barely yeah. born. But um, I think, yeah, I think, you know, the presidential letter idea of leaving something behind with some wisdom and uh, some ideas for that person to to take mm-hmm. is a great idea. I also, I mean, we've met, Emily and I now, this is our third time before uh, we officially change guard.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I've been pretty honest about, um, you know, identifying personalities and how people prefer to communicate. And I think it's always important when you're bringing someone in to replace yourself to think about how you manage up.
1: Mm -hmm. So how does your
0: manager like to hear from you or Mm -hmm. get reports or updates or, you know, any of those things I think are so important when you're joining because you don't want to feel like you're you know, being inappropriate or whatever. So getting cues like that, I think, are really helpful.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And then
0: I think the other thing with documentation, I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but there's just so many places to look in OLA. Mm-hmm.
1: You yeah. know,
0: whether it's Slack or Basecamp or Asana, a server or Google Drive, I think that mapping out where the knowledge lies, and maybe it's tech, maybe it's humans, mm-hmm. or I have found... um, to be helpful even just for me to uh-huh. realize, oh my God, like this is a massive... Um... Web of information to mm-hmm. that is basically just until recently been in my brain. Yes. but to get it out on paper really helps you figure out. You know what? Maybe we should streamline some things and get committees maybe to all use the same thing. Or yeah, it's just a, a helpful tool. I think you know, even if you're not onboarding somebody.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I know that when I went off on maternity leave, I was leaving documentation like that not only for my lovely replacement but for myself when I came back mm-hmm. to not have to sort of reintroduce myself to absolutely everything with no net. It was so nice to just come back and say, Oh, I remember I wrote down this document that in September I do this. And in October I yes. do this. And in November I do this. Um, it was, it was incredibly helpful for me too. So yeah. yeah. On our management team, we have what's called the hit by the bus doc. The it, win the lottery doc. <laughs> much more positive way of saying it.
0: Uh, but Sheila had a doc that she started, which exactly that in January mm-hmm. I do this and it's not, you know, there's not minutia in mm-hmm. there, but, yeah, um, the it's kind of like the broad strokes of, you know, these are when the meetings happen. These are mm-hmm. when the council and the boards change and, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah, so, yeah that's for
1: sure helpful. Cool. Absolutely. All right. Okay. And number five has to do with timing. This was a really cool tweet we received earlier. Um, it was saying essentially that in the first couple of weeks of onboarding, this person received one email a day for 10 days, providing information in digestible chunks. Yeah, And great. that is just lovely because mm-hmm. the amount of overwhelm that can happen when you're in a brand new role especially if you're in a brand new organization like the amount of unwritten collective knowledge there is in the first place can be overwhelming so receiving that information in a way that's relatively measured can be really really great for the Absolutely, person Absolutely yeah. Katie
0: Needs Katie Needs is the queen of onboarding so if you need more <laughs> tips follow her on Twitter and DM her because she has so much information about that kind of thing from outside library land but um, I think it's all it's all it all works, Mm -hmm. transfers over. Um, One of the things, this is not on the list, but I'm just going (laughs) to add this Um, because we are onboarding uh, someone else right now, which is our new project officer, project manager. And um, we had a staff meeting yesterday where we all introduced ourselves and we all went around and said what our favorite place was to go for lunch. Mm. And uh, so it kind of gives her a sense of, you know, what's around locally and who goes where, and Mm -hmm. who brings their lunch all the time or whatever. And then along with that um, because there are a number of astrology lovers on the OLA staff, we made everyone say their sun sign and their rising, so <laughs> yeah. they knew that it was uh, very informative. Mm-hmm. And if you can tell people, I, I, I like to give you know your Myers Briggs, your astrological, like, all your letters is <laughs> very helpful. I think
1: I love it. Yeah.
0: Um, Were we getting into some of these other tips here?
1: Well, I mean, I I was thinking about this because um, Jillian Byrne recently Mm -hmm. tweeted asking for some tips for people who are starting new jobs. Yeah. uh, Also because there's so much movement in library land. Mm -hmm. And so I just wrote down a couple of things that she had mentioned, one of which you mentioned already, um, which was an acronym log. Mm -hmm. Hugely helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, I find especially in library land, we just have so many acronyms. Um, So some other things that she mentioned that were sort of on topic here are... Are remembering to wear layers and comfy shoes i have been very cold in the meeting room at ola today so i should have probably brought more layers yeah it's a I, learning I, you kit. should have
0: told me i have blankets in my <laughs> office in your new <laughs> office they're
1: blankets i'm gonna have to remember to bring some blankets yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, So preparing yourself, as we were talking about earlier, for a lot of unwritten collective knowledge, Mm -hmm. Um, being okay with that, Mm -hmm. being ready to sort of jump into that, but knowing that you can't know everything at first, Mm -hmm. being okay with asking questions and being patient with yourself. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. And I think, you know, one of the things that I'm grappling with as I go into this new role is that it's a role that um, doesn't always have a natural fit in academic libraries. It has Mm -hmm. to do with programming and engagement. And um, that's not a role that every university has Mm -hmm. or university library. So um, uh, one of the things that I'm going to be doing in the first month or so is kind of developing a network and finding out, you know, who is doing this work in academic libraries, but also using the networks that I know in public libraries, Mm -hmm. because really we can all learn from each other no matter the sector. And so I think there are, you know, connections that can be made across uh, across the aisle, is that what you mm-hmm, said. Yeah. Um But building your network and finding other people who do work similar to you. I did the same thing at OLA where I found, you know, people at other associations or nonprofits that plan conferences. Mm-hmm. And just the knowledge you can get from that is fascinating mm-hmm. and, and um, you know, invaluable. Invaluable? Is that You're the valuable. right word? Yeah. yeah. It is very valuable. <laughs> um, priceless, even. <laughs> Um, But, yeah, I think that um, doing that and also listening, Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, ask lots of questions. But oh gosh yeah yeah the idea of the listening tour right
1: Just, yes yeah. I love that
0: yeah uh, shout out to Rochelle Mazar who said <laughs> the first thing you have to do is go on the listening tour and find out what does everyone think about the library which yeah. is on my list of things to do so very excited to do that and hopefully hear good things and get suggestions on how to approach the not so good things <laughs> and I'm sure it will be great but Absolutely. Um, yeah I think these are all great suggestions any other things you can think of, Emily?
1: I'm sure that you and I will both have lots of tips after the next month or two. But <laughs> And, you know,
0: I think that's another thing is that Um, I have already said, you know, I think we're going to get to lunch Mm -hmm, together every mm -hmm. month or so. And maintaining that connection, I mean, especially because we're both taking leaves, but Mm -hmm. maintaining a connection or an open dialogue where the person can ask you questions. Maybe that's not possible in all positions, or maybe it's too much emotional labor for everyone (laughs) to do that. But that's something that I'm very, uh, that's important to me and that Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to step on your toes while you were flourishing in this role, but certainly I want to be available for... uh, Any questions that you might have, especially since uh, my documentation might not be great. But Uh, anyway, (laughs) I'm sure you'll be
1: fine finding all of the things. Well, the conference is your baby, and I want to take very good care of it. Thank you. Well, I can't think of anyone
0: who I would rather, you know, pass the reins off to. So thank you, Emily, and good luck in the next 18 months. Thanks, Michelle. You too. And thanks, everybody, who uh, gave us um, those invaluable... (laughs) i got to (laughs) stop saying that word. It's not a real word. Thank you so much to everyone on Twitter who gave us your nuggets of wisdom. Zach, Monica, Tim, Kaya, Katie, Liz, Carolyn, and Douglas... You've all given us interesting things to think about. And I'm sure the conversation will continue on Twitter, which is the new word for continuing on Twitter. Um, yes, the conversation will continue there. And so thank you so much to Emily for your wisdom and um, for all of your thoughts today. I think you're going to do a great job. And I hope that um, everyone out there who is onboarding new staff, thinks a little bit about what it means to be a new person in your organization and how to make that process easier for them and how to make them part of the team. And as the word says, bring them on board. That is all the time we have for this edition. If you have any questions or comments on our show, drop us a line at the contact us section at our website, accessola.com. We will have links and photos from this episode. Are we doing photos of this episode? Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, Up on the site as well, visit us on Twitter, on Library LibraryASOC, and at Facebook, Facebook facebook.com XSOLA. And as I've already mentioned, please don't forget to subscribe and to continue, continue listening to our lovely little show. Thank you. Have a great day.